Amen. Thank you, Daniel. How y'all feeling this morning? Well, good. I'm going to get my iPad open here so I can see what's going on. If you have a cell phone, silence it or you'll be embarrassed when it goes off. And if I know you have one on, I may just text you while I'm preaching just to see what happens. Lauren's first. All right, let's see. Hey, so I'm glad you're here this morning. Uh, if you're watching online, thanks for tuning in and, and watching us this morning. We're glad to have you with our family online. Uh, thank you, Jason, the master fisherman. He was using... Jason's got really large hands. He can do like two octaves on the piano with just a stretch of his fingers, but his toes are long too. So he had the fishing string around his toes and was just pulling those fish up. It was awesome. It was awesome. No, we had a good time yesterday. Great weather, great food. We cooked the fish that we caught. Uh, it was really good. Now we have to go restock the pond because Jason caught all the fish, um, but it was a good time. Uh, all right, so we talked about freedom last week. I'm going to stay on that topic this morning. I think it's important. Um, and I'm going to tell a story about a guy. So there was this guy who had a problem with a really, really bad habit. Anyone in here have bad habits? <laughs> You're like, I ain't telling you if I got a bad habit. So he had this bad habit, and uh, it was, it was a, a habit that was causing him financial and emotional distress. Anyone been there? A decision that you make has caused yourself grief. Surely no one in this room has done that. No one. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be an interesting Sunday, Chris. Anyway, so he, he has this habit, and he's having a lot of problems with it. So he's like, I need, to, I need to find some help, someone to help me. So he calls Quint. No, I'm kidding. But Quint, glad you're here this morning. Uh, but he calls a counselor, and he says, hey, I, I need help. I have this bad habit. I need to kick it because it's destroying my life. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's uh, embarrassing. It's causing problems for me emotionally, spiritually, physically, all the things you can think of financially. And uh, really, it's just separate me from God, and I have this problem. And, and, he, and so he goes to the counselor, and he listens to the story, and he, and he gives him a stick. And he said, hey, look, for 30 days, I want you to carry this stick around. Now, if somebody told you, like, pour your heart out to somebody, they're like, hey, here's a stick, right? You're like, <laughs> the heck? He said, wherever you go, when you go to, the, to bed, when you wake up, when you go to work, when you go to the restroom, when you eat, you have this stick with you. Put it in your pocket keep it in your hands, whatever you need to do. When you're doing that thing that you hate to do that's causing you so much problem, that's separating you from God, from other people, that's causing you emotional, financial, physical distress, you hang on to that stick. So he did. For 30 days, he walked around, and he had this stick, and, and people were like, what are you doing with the stick, bro? I'm like, what is this? And he would just say, it's just my reminder. And he still had no clue what it was for. He didn't even know what it was reminding him of. He just said, it's my reminder. So he holds on, he holds on to this stick, and he's walking around with the stick, and, and finally he goes back after 30 days, and, and uh, he talks to the counselor, and, and he says, hey, um, help me understand how this stick is helping me break this habit, this thing that I'm doing that I don't want to do, but I keep doing it. How is the stick going to help me break that habit? And the guy, the counselor says, hey, why don't you break that stick in half for me real quick? So he looks at the stick, and he struggles. He doesn't want to break the stick. He's had the stick for 30 days. It's been a part of everything he does from when he wakes up to when he goes to sleep. And now he's struggling to break the stick. This was just a stick he got 30 days ago. It meant nothing to him. But now he's struggling breaking the stick. And the counselor said, just as easily as you walked into or slow, as slowly as you walked into this thing that you've been doing for so long, you become attached just like you have been this plank. But just know that we can, just like getting rid of this plank, you can get rid of that thing that you've been struggling with. 
It may take some time, but if you're intentional about it, you can get rid of it. Listen, church, there's too many people who walk around hanging on to planks or things, whatever it is, they can't break. They choose not to break because it, they, there's this comfort level of knowing that I got this thing that I think I can control, but it's causing me so much problem and so much pain and so much suffering. And Jesus is like, look, just drop the plank real quick and let me help transform you. I, I've come to give you freedom. The word says, uh, and I'm going New King James this morning. I know some of you are like, what in the world? But I like the way he says it. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. That's incredible. No longer do we have to worry about these things, these habits, these, these sticks we carry around, these planks of whatever it is that we get so attached to. If you, if you will let Jesus help you walk in his freedom, you start dropping things that you've been attached to, and it's like, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize I was so heavily burdened by things that have weighed me down for so long. All right, let's, let's get in the Word this morning. Romans chapter 6. A lot of times we, we let these sinful habits and things just get way too out of hand. And a lot of times it's because uh, we don't have people around us that help encourage us and keep us grounded in who God is and in his word. But Romans 6 says this, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Now some of y'all are you, you're in your head a lot and, and you think that the temptation and desires have just separated you and you're, you're just full of guilt and shame because of what you thought about. But it says... Uh, here, don't give in to those desires. You may not be able to help the thought that pops into your head, but you can certainly choose what you're going to do with it, right? Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. That's interesting verbiage. That when we start making these decisions, these sinful decisions, giving in to these sinful desires, we're no longer serving God. We're serving sin. We're serving that thing, that evil thing. Instead, it says, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. This is not a scripture to let you do whatever you want to do in life. This is not uh, Paul writing to the church saying, hey, you know what? You've got grace, so just live however you want to. It's all good. Now he's saying hey, from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes, Jason's finger foot, from all of that, use all of that as an instrument to glorify God. So that includes your brain, it includes your mouth, it includes your heart, it includes your hands. All these things have to be used as an instrument for God to glorify him. Because we have new life, it says. No longer do we have to follow some rules to try to... to justify our sin now because jesus went to the cross and he's come went to the grave and come out of the grave now we have grace that covers a multitude of sins that says that now you have a new life and in that new life you're a new person you think different you sound different you 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 do things differently and that sounds really great until you know what hits the fan to the pressure's on then what how many of you right now just show of hands Right now, you're in a tough spot, emotionally, physically, mentally. Let me tell you something. The Word says that God's a way maker out of any situation you may find yourself in. And let me tell you this. That situation you're in right now, you're feeling like, man, I just don't know where the, where the light is. I, I just I can't find my way out. I want you to scan the room real quick. 
God's established a church, not just for those who are lost, but for those who are found that are struggling as well. That we can help each other. The word says iron sharpens iron. That, hey, listen, I know where you're at. I may have been where you're at. Let me tell you how I got out. That I, I chose to say, you know what? No longer will sin be my master. I've got freedom in Christ. I'm not going to be chained down by sin any longer. Hey, look, I'm dropping the plank. That's a little more dramatic than I wanted it to be, but I'm dropping that. It's over. One of the ways I know for sure, I'm going back to New King James. I know. Y'all pray for me. Something might be happening to me. No, I'm kidding. I like New King James. Anyway, Psalm 119.11 says, Your word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's really hard to sin against God if you're in God's word. Because that word is going to teach you. It's going to train you. It's going to correct you. It's going to help you be who you need to be, not just for you or for your family, but for the people around you as well, for your church family, for the people that you see at Walmart. God's word is going to help you be who you need to be when you're at your lowest of lows and your highest of highs. But it's the word that helps protect us from, or guard our heart from sinning against God and from uh, sinning against each other. I got a lot of scripture this morning. Colossians chapter 3, I think we have it on the screen for you this morning. Colossians 3 says this. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. That just sounds icky, doesn't it? Put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things, and your life was still part of this world. So that tells us new life in Jesus is not the same life you had before Jesus, right? But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature. And be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. That's good stuff, y'all. There's not a set of rules you got to follow to look a certain way or be a certain way. Look, just come to Jesus as you are. Let him change you. Let him give you a new nature, a new life. And realize that at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. It's real simple. But it's extremely hard. Because why? Because we still want to have the old nature and the new nature on at the same time. It's like wearing two coats. It just don't fit right. If you wear two coats, why, why do that, you know? It's, it's weird, right? If you saw somebody with two coats on, you'd be like, hey, dude, it, it, it ain't that cold. Take one of them off, you know? Or just wear the one that's more... That's how it is with our nature. We, we want to still have our foot in the world, and we still want to have a foot that in, in, in the kingdom of God that says, well, I, I don't want to feel like I'm going to hell because of my actions, but I just don't want to stop my actions. I just don't want to stop these habits because I've been attached to them for so long, and I'm scared of what's going to happen when I detach myself from these things. What happens then? What happens to the friends I've created in this life? Will, will my spouse believe me when I say I've changed? Because for so long, I've been something different. 
Well, my coworkers, trust me when I say, hey, I'm not lying to you. I promise. I swear, man. But you've been lying for so long. How can they know? But you know what? We can't teeter-totter. We're either all in or we're all out. If we try to manage sin, we're going to keep staying in sin. Instead, we've got freedom with grace through Jesus Christ. I mentioned this scripture last week, and I want to read it to you this morning. James 4, 17. Remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do, then not do it. It is a sin to know what you ought to do, and then not do it. Maybe murdering people isn't the sin you struggle with. Maybe it's just loving your neighbor. Maybe it's being nice to people that really don't deserve it. But because Jesus said, hey, I want you to be a light and be salt in the earth to bring a God flavor to people. And you choose not to do that because you just want to be offended. Well, then you're in sin. Sin separates. Sin separates you from God, from people, from the nature that you're called to put on. And don't say, well, they caused me. They, well, you don't know what they did. I don't care what they did. Todd tells, says all the time, Jesus on the cross and, and was all jacked up and beat up and stuff, and you're complaining about this little petty thing, you know? It kind of puts things in perspective, right? The things that we get so angry about or that we want to get so, um, you know, the heels we want to die on that really just don't make any sense. And at the end of the day, what we've done is just destroyed relationships. We've killed our witness. All because we know what we should do and we don't do it, then we're sinning. Maybe, you know, being a drunk isn't your problem. Maybe gossiping is. Because you feel like you're being helpful by telling somebody else's business to somebody else. I'm assuming the ones who are laughing have the problem. I won't look that direction. I'll talk over here, okay? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. We're talking about freedom. When we choose to live in sin, we're sacrificing and forfeiting our freedom in Christ. We give it up. And there's no one else to blame but yourself. I'm choosing to be offended. I'm choosing to be angry. I'm choosing to be whatever here, lustful, whatever it is. I'm choosing these things, and by choosing these things, not because someone made me do it, but because I just gave in to my desire. And because of that, now I'm, I'm forfeiting my freedom. Now I'm chained down. I'm attached to something I don't want to be attached to. But here I am. This morning, if you're attached to something you want to get rid of, listen, there's, some, there's a, a, a way to do this. And I'm going to walk through it here in a second. I'm going to read one more scripture to you, though. In James chapter 1, it says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God's promised to those who love him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. No matter what that meme says on Facebook, it ain't God doing it to you to see how strong you are. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. The wages of sin is death, right? And if we keep separating ourselves from God, guess what we have to look forward to? Just death, not life, 
Not, not the blessed life here, not the promised life of eternity forever. Sin separates. Sin has nothing good for us. This morning, I want you walking in freedom. I want you putting down those sticks, those planks, or whatever it is that you've attached yourself to for whatever reason you've done it. Today is your day to, to, to release those things. Today is your day to release those things and to walk in real freedom that only Jesus can provide. Not your counselor, not your self-help books, or your Enneagram podcast to how to fix yourself, which you should. You should work on yourself and be a better person. But it starts with the Word of God and the person of Jesus Christ. And then from there, he's going to give you some tools on how to help with the way he created you to, to be and to live and all that kind of stuff. There's tools out there for you. Don't take me as being whatever towards those things. But here's how we're going to do it. Here's some steps how we can get to freedom. The first thing is we have to acknowledge there's a problem. You have to acknowledge there's a problem. If you think you're beyond sin and being tempted by sin, you are deceived. And you're probably deep in it anyway, and you don't even realize it. You have to acknowledge there's a problem. You got to start there, because if you don't, you're going to continue to stay in that cycle, like the hamster on the wheel that just can't get off and just keep running that race over and over and over and over again, saying, why is it getting harder and harder? Because you keep staying in, staying in sin, and you keep getting attached to things that aren't good for you, that don't come from God's kingdom. The Word says that every good and perfect thing comes from God, right? The second thing is you need to go to God's Word, and you need to go to God. I'm going to be honest with you. I'd rather you not come to me first. Like, what? No, listen. At the end of the day, I can't walk you into heaven. Neither can your small group leader or your Sunday school teacher, whoever it is. You have to be willing. You made the decision to get to where you are. And you have to make the decision to say, no, I'm going to surrender myself to God first. Not my pastor first. Not my Sunday school teacher, my small group leader first. I'm submitting myself to God first. And go to him and go to his word and find out what he wants to tell you and talk to you about, about that thing that you're struggling with that you're trying to detach yourself from. Acknowledge the problem, go to God first, then seek accountability. This is where you go invite somebody into your life and say, look, I've, I've gone to God. I've been praying about this. I'm struggling with this, but i got to have help. And I believe God sent you into my life to speak to my, to speak to my situation, to speak to me in a way that I can't make any excuses. I can't justify the sin. I just have to have someone help me stay on track. And eventually I'm going to have this new habit that now the old habit no longer is a sin that entices me because I've kicked that. But through the power of, of God's spirit and through his accountability with his people, I've done that. And the last two things are important. As you go to God, as you seek accountability, is make a plan and follow through. Some of y'all have some real problems that you're trying to work through. Maybe it's financial stuff. And you just can't get your head above water financially. And you keep spending things spending money on things that don't matter and it's causing you to be behind on things you're living in overdraft protection your bills are behind hey listen god's not called you to be in a mountain of debt he's not called you to be struggling from paycheck to paycheck i don't care how much or how 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 little you have god's called you to be a generous person and if you're in those financial situations like kind of the illustration i was saying earlier it's hard to be free 
And I ain't asking you to be a millionaire. Whoever said the jet, dang with a jet comment, tell you what. But make a plan with somebody and say, look, this is my plan for how I need to have accountability so I'm no longer putting myself in situations where that sin becomes easy to walk through and walk into. Pornography, whatever it is. There's so many different things that we could illustrate here that's a problem for a lot of people. Make a plan and then follow through. There's going to be days where it gets hard because you want to go right back to the thing that you knew. Just like Aaron and the Israelites, they wanted to go back to that worship they had before. God, they just saw God do something incredible, and they still wanted to go back to it because it was comfortable, and they knew they could control they, all these different elements that made it to be where, let's just melt the gold and build a cow, right? Don't do that. Don't do that. God's called you to live in freedom. He wants you to walk around not, not chained down by the sins of yesterday and, and, and all these different things of these poor decisions you made. Look, today's a new day, new mercy. And listen, God is here with you, and he wants you to be free. And that's only found through Jesus Christ. We have to start there, church. I don't care how cool our men's groups are or our midweek services or whatever it is. It doesn't matter if we don't have Jesus because if we want to play masquerade, we can do that for Mardi Gras and then, uh, Halloween. But we're here to, to, to pursue Jesus, to be like him, like that, like that scripture said in Romans. Um. Uh, use your whole body to, to glorify God. Uh, let's see. The other one. Um, in Colossians, I'm sorry. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. That's our goal is to be like Jesus. You're not going to be Jesus. Don't hear that. Don't write letters, you know, or call your congressman. But I'm just saying we want to be like Jesus. For you, for your house, for your friends, for your neighbors. Listen, I want you real quick. Just go left to right and scan the room for me real quick. Just look around the people in this room. There's a very high percentage that someone in this room right now needs you to be Jesus for them because they're struggling. And they come in here and they look pretty. They look the part. They dress. They put on their makeup. They fix their hair, hopefully, you know, whatever it is. But they've bathed, whatever, you know, these things are important. Cleanliness is next to godliness, okay? Um. But there, there are people who come, who come here every week that are struggling. And if we just come in and out and we go and we never engage with each other, we miss out on opportunities to be the light for people and to help them find that light and, and, and get to that place where they're in that valley, but they want to get back up to that, that peak, that mountaintop. And God's saying, hey, I brought people together and called it the church so you could help each other as I help you as well. We all have a part to play. Don't, don't miss people in the midst of serving or checking the box to say, I've come to service. Don't miss the opportunity to be with each other because we all need help staying on track and walking in that freedom that Jesus offers. You're called to be free this morning. If you're struggling this morning, hey, it's a new day. God's here with you and God's church is here with you. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I want you to hear this morning. The Son says you are free. You are free this morning. If you've been struggling, I want you to hear that you are free this morning. Whatever it is the devil has been doing, whatever it is your sinful nature has been doing, listen, that stuff, it ain't got nothing compared to the power of Jesus Christ. It's a new day. 
It's a new opportunity, and you are free, church. So I want you to stand this morning as free people. If you don't feel free, then come to the front. We're going we're to get you free. We'll lay some hands on you. We'll get you free. If we have some prayer partners that are available with lanyards on or, or any of our lead team, I want you to kind of put yourself in a visible position. If you want prayer this morning, you say, look, I don't feel free this morning. I have been struggling, but I want to. Listen, we've got some guys that want to pray with you, some people over here in the corner that want to pray for you. If you want to be baptized, we ain't got to have nothing on the cameras. We ain't got to have a big show production here. We'll dunk you in the water right now. It's still cold, but you know what? The joy of the Lord's warm. It'll warm your heart real quick. I love you guys, and I want you walking in freedom. I don't want you attached to things that just bring you down and make you feel less than because God said, I made you, and you're good. And the life I've promised you is good. And one day we're going to spend forever together, he says. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for your word. God, I thank you so much that we have a hope and promise that one day we're going to spend forever with you, Lord. And as we walk this, this earthly life, Lord, I'm thankful that you have put people together to help us, help each other to grow and to be who you've called us to be, Lord. And I'm thankful, God, that there's no chain that you can't break. There's no sin that's too big that you can't take care of, Lord God. And I'm thankful. I am so thankful, God, that you have called us to live in freedom and you give us the ability to do that, that we have that because of you and through you. And so I just declare, God, all these people here are free this morning, Lord, and they're going to walk in that freedom with their heads held high saying, you know what, I don't care what the devil says, my God says I'm free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you for that word, Lord. Thank you for that word. Thank you for who you are, your love, your grace. And Lord, let it carry us throughout our week this week, Lord. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you guys. Don't forget to check out the back table. A lot of things happening here at Life Church. Hug somebody. Don't just rush out. We love you.